Welcome to the Wing Life Podcast, where we talk about wing foiling and the lifestyles of those who enjoy this great sport. Well, hi, Carl. It's great to meet you, and thanks a lot for joining me today. Hi, Luke. Thanks for the invitation. Great to uh, be with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did uh, AWSI turn out for you and your team? I know it was a pretty cool trade show every year, and we just briefly touched on it, but... Uh, yeah, it was uh, the second time that we uh, attended this show with ENSYS. So last year it was the very first time. This year we already knew like what, how everything works, where it is, like to build up the boot, everything. We already had a few contacts. Um, we are still building up the network, shop network in, in, in North America. Um, so, uh, okay. but it, it was... It was great, yeah. It was uh, we were a bit hidden in a corner um, this time, uh, so the organizer promised that we get a bit of better place location next year. Uh, but it, it was next year, yeah, okay. Next year, uh, but it was it was good, and and it, for us it was not only uh, people from USA. Lots of Canadian shops were there, and. Uh, uh, what I realized, almost all countries from South America, like Chile, Brazil, Argentina, everybody was there. So it was uh, was really good, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, for us, it's a good place to meet other brands, see other products, talk to each other. Uh, you see, yeah, look around what other brands do, what they come up with. So yeah, it's good. Yeah? It's a... Uh, True. There should be more uh, trade shows like that. Actually, there are not not too many around the world. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, did you get to get out on the water at all and and uh, and ride ride your stuff, but just kind of enjoy Hood River a little bit as well? Um, uh, we did some riding before and after the show, but not during the show. I was actually okay. just too busy. Um, like we were just the three of us. So uh, next year we probably have to bring some more stuff, more people with us. But uh, this time okay. in, during the show, I was just at the booth and uh, talking, talking, yeah, with uh, lots of people. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Well, hey, Carl, I'd love to to learn a little bit more about you. Um, could we go a bit more into the your history and and find out when was the first time you you came in contact with wind and. Yeah. What kind of an impact did that have on, on your life at that time? Um, well, I'm kind of an old guy, so I'm not the youngest in the industry. So uh, I actually, I was born in um, my family. My father, he was a, a mountain guide. Uh, we live next to the Alps in Switzerland. So uh, we, I always did a lot of outdoor uh sports like skiing uh, hiking climbing uh, biking yeah uh, I, I love to do that and I uh, came into windsurfing very early and I was a very passionate windsurfer I'm still a passionate windsurfer I still love windsurfing a lot uh, oh awesome and uh, so I yeah I loved windsurfing like during university Every free day, I was on the lake. I was I traveled to the sea, where to Italy, wherever I could go for windsurfing. 
And that was actually, actually how I uh, came into the, the main sport. Yeah, yeah. And then with uh, kiting, yeah. I learned to kite. Never was a good kiter though. Uh, stand up, I yeah, practice still a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, stand up. And now with uh, wing foil, I, I try to catch up and keep uh, uh, a decent level of, uh, of wing foiling, yeah. Fair. That's pretty cool. How old were you when you started? Uh, do I have to say that? You don't have to, but it'd be kind of cool to find out how long the master's been in, in the wind thing. <laughs> I mean, the end of my fi- I'm at the end of my 50s, so I'm going to, yeah. Okay. So I, I, oh, cool. I know I look much younger. You should say that now. But You do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess when did you start initially um, windsurfing then? You must have been pretty young. Yeah, but that was in uh, when I was around 18. Yeah. Okay. So it's a okay. long time ago. And... Uh, when I went to college, uh, we were like a group of young people, uh, and we decided to, in, instead of learning for the uh, um, for the exams, we decided to go and learn windsurfing. So uh, we started windsurfing uh, at college, and uh, so that was uh, in 83, I think. Yeah, eighty-two, I oh, think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And okay. uh, that's and since then I I uh, yeah practice it as as much as possible. Yeah. I'm on the water as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it takes over life, eh? Yeah. It uh, well, I mean, when it's a passion, it uh, it dominates your life, and that's not always. It's not mm-hmm. always good. Eh? It's like every every other things come second. So uh, uh, yeah, but it's, that's yeah. that that's how it is. And then when I was older, I, like when I was 22, 2022, uh, I thought I, I'm, I'm a good surfer. So uh, I took uh, one year off at university and uh, wanted to become a professional windsurfer. But after a few months, I already realized that, that uh, I, I'm better in business than in windsurfing. Although I, I love it, but uh, well, I was not good enough. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I, I thought, uh, yeah, I'm going to be a good uh, competitor. So, yeah. And then I stopped that project. I just do it, just been served for fun. All the water sports I do just for fun, yeah. When did the idea of Enzis come around for the first time? And did... um, I was working in the water sports industry since nine. Seven, so I found my company in '97 uh, as a distributor for uh, for windsurf gear, and, hmm. and okay. uh, so yeah, I did that for for many many years. And um, in 2019, I saw wing the first time. Robbie Nash was being following then a new sport, new pictures. I was extremely excited. And I was already working with Baltz. I was uh, his sponsor. I gave him uh, some gear. I knew him quite well. We did some um, testings and developments with another brand. I was involved at that time. And yeah, 
the first time Bolt jumped on a on a on a wing um, on a wing foil board uh, after ten minutes. He came to me and said, "This is what I want to do. This is my this is my sport. I, mm-hmm. I want to do wing wing foiling." And and we were looking for a sponsor for him. And uh, well, nobody was interested in Balz. And the ones that were interested, Balz said no. He said, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna write for this brand." Or well, uh, so we said, "Okay, we're gonna do our own wings." And it was exactly the same time when Damien, our wing designer, uh, quit his job at another brand, and uh, he said, "Well, I could design your your wings." Uh, so we that was like a, a perfect a perfect start for for Ensis because we had a, a, the best wing designer we had a very good team writer and uh, opinion leader and I had a lot of knowledge of the market and yeah I knew all the f- producers and the shops and I had, yeah so it was it was really a, a good start that was in in 2019. When we decided, and in uh, in uh, March 20, 2000, we sold the first wings. It was exactly at the same time when uh, COVID came up. Came up, so mm-hmm. we started with with COVID. Yeah, uh, very 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 successful. Yeah, we we like we grew uh, much too fast. Like with all the problems you have when you grow, you're always running after everything you need. You need money. You need employees. You need uh, offices. You need everything. Like um, this episode is brought to you by Saladita Kite School in La Ventana, Mexico. If you caught some of our uh, stories yesterday on Instagram, you'll have seen that I just got in a couple epic days of downwinding. We got a ten kilometer downwinder done with my buddy mickey from salt spring island today i got in an epic one with my friend Britt. um we went from latuna all the way to the beach and back um heck of a fun time if you're looking to learn there's nothing better than getting a lesson from the pros at saladita kite school they are positioned at latuna and now that i've been here a little while i've gotten the opportunity to visit to a couple different spots it is one of the more beginner friendly beaches with some nice sand so you're not walking on any rocks. Um, They do offer professional jet ski-assisted kite and wing foil lessons. Um, So once again, they're at La Tuna. So if you want to grab a beer after, grab some ice cream, grab anything, it is a nice little hub there. So you're not just stuck kind of in the middle of nowhere. So they have you covered if you want to learn how to kite, foil, or looking into downwinding. They got top quality gear as well. Uh, So don't hesitate. Book your lessons today by visiting saladitalaventana.com or send them a message on Instagram at saladitakiteschool at saladitakiteschool but it was uh, was, now yeah it was it was it was great like uh, yeah everybody was asking for our products and uh, uh, yeah it was really uh, a a good start yeah oh wow and this is quite quite young so it's it's a very young brand Uh, we are we in in the well, the, the brand Ensis exists quite a while. I owned this brand for a few years, but we never activated it. We not, not we did not use it. So when we decided to uh, develop uh, some wings with Baltz and Damien, I was looking for a brand, for a name. 
And uh, we said, okay, I, I have a, a brand uh, uh, that we could uh, rebrand. And uh, so it's, it's Ensis, yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. When, so when did you enter into the wind sports industry? Was that right after college? Um, well, that was... Just a, to give a that, bit of backstory. Yeah, that was a bit of an, of an, of an odyssey, actually. Um, I went to college, then I went to university in Zurich, studied uh, economics. And uh, after that, uh, the plan was that I would work at a Swiss bank at UBS. So uh, I always worked there for uh, for earning some money. Uh, that was uh, uh, very very good. And after the university, I started at UBS. And but yeah, I I think I worked there for probably a year. And then I realized that this not this is not my world. Uh, mm. It's yeah. Uh, and then. Well, I did the biggest mistake in my life. I started my own company and uh, started selling uh, windsurf boards. <laughs> so that's how <laughs> that's uh, that's how it's it started, yeah. And uh, so I started oh, in, wow. in '96 with company with my company, and uh, but I was always windsurfing. Even when I, I when I worked at UBS or at college uh, at university, I was always windsurfing. Yeah. I was always. But my company, that um, was not the plan in my life to to work in that in that business. I I always thought I my place, you know. I'm 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 very Swiss, so uh, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, safety and uh, uh, yeah, organized life is is important for 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 me. Mm -hmm. And so a bank career would have been perfect. But it was not just yes. too much. It was a yeah. So uh, I wanted to be free, and uh, yeah, not everything was planned. So uh, it was a, a well. It was like a big difference to to uh, working at a well organized uh, bank to uh, coming to windsurf industry where nothing is organized. Like uh, <laughs> like it was freestyle. <laughs> was everything was freestyle. Yeah. yeah. And it still, it still is. It still is a lot of freestyle in our industry. Yeah. But uh, I'm good at that now. Actually, yeah. Yeah. You've gotten some practice over the years. <laughs> I got some practice. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Way. All right. So when you founded Ensis, um, who, who, I guess, who is working with you on Ensis right now? Could we go through the list of people, board designer, wing designer, and um, and that kind of thing, just to introduce those to everybody as well? Yeah, so, okay, actually we started with, uh, as I said, started with, uh, it was Balt, Damien, and me. And uh, then the a big step was uh, Karen, my wife. Uh, she entered the business and uh, she, uh, in a very early stage, and she's an expert for uh, for marketing and sales. Uh, so she she did she was responsible and she still is responsible for for the branding for uh, sales for uh, for all the important things to build up a brand to to give the brand a, a, a face and a, a core and the image and uh, and she uh, Karen also uh, organized the structure inside so we grew and she tried to catch up with uh, organizing everything like uh, people and. Uh, 
uh, and uh, offices and cash and everything. Yeah. So. Oh wow! Good for her. So that was a. She was a not much involved in 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 products, but uh, like in the background that she just organized the base that we could that we could grow uh, on that. And Damien, uh, he is like responsible for the wing development, wing designs. And then we started with Benoit Clément. He is a Swiss board designer from Geneva. Yeah. Also very Swiss, very reliable, very organized. <laughs> ah, very good. I, I did uh, already a few other projects with Benoit earlier. And uh, so he designed the the boards, the board range. Uh, still, the, the, yeah, the existing boards we have, they're all from from, from Benoit. Then we, we uh, got uh, a few very important people for the development, like Mickey Rohan. He's uh, the well, best friend of Baltz. They always uh, are together on the lake, on the water. They spend a lot of time on the water. Uh, so he was important for testing. He's testing all our gears and prototypes, and he he does, yeah. You know, he must write everything, even when we think it doesn't work. He has to write it and test it and give feedbacks. Sometimes we we uh, learn more from products that do not work nice than when it works nice. So that yeah, was a, that. that was a Mickey and and uh, Patrick. Now he's a. He's like an innovator, uh, uh, engineer. Uh, he's uh, extremely innovative with uh, with uh, new ideas. Like he's working on a new designing software for wings. <clears throat> he's uh, uh, working a lot with new fabrics for wings. Like uh, he comes up like every week, he comes up with something new. Uh, oh, so uh, so yeah. So we have a, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, interesting people in the team. Then we had uh, a cooperation with Remy. Remy is also uh, an engineer for uh, helmets. Uh, all he's doing is developing helmets for, for brands, for other brands. Hmm. Um, I met him. He's a, wind, he's a windsurfer. Now he's a winger as well. He's also into windsurfing. Uh, so then we started with him the project with uh, uh, water sports helmets like Chias. Baltz, Baltz is always wearing a helmet, so that's uh, that's uh, that's Baltz with uh, his white helmet. Uh, so I said, yep. yeah, we need uh, we need a helmet. Everybody should wear one. Uh, so we developed that that helmet with with Remy and have now a nice uh, a helmet uh, program. And uh, uh, yeah, we have a good cooperation with a uh, Italian foil brand where we develop. Oh. Uh, for us with them and just rebrand it. Oh, awesome. and, uh, and, yeah. So like what we what we always try, my, my intention is always to work with the best. Is it like designers <laughs> or team writers or uh, also in the graphic uh, department uh, with, the, with the producers, we always try to work with the best uh, and uh, and yeah, I think at the moment our team is uh, we are, we have a like yeah the best the best people in the industry. Yeah. There are others; they're also good, but we have the best. Yeah. 
it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do like your. I do like the logo. Who who came up with that concept? That that the Ensis logo. Yeah. Um. Well. It, that's a funny story with the brand Ensis, like uh, because uh, a good friend of mine he ran a, a sports shop in Switzerland close to 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 us, and uh, his his shop was not running really well. So uh, and he said, "Well, you know, uh, yeah, can you support me? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I support you. You get some gear, but whenever whenever you see it's it's you, it's not working, let me know what." And uh, one day he called me and said, uh, sorry, but uh, uh, I lost my house. My, my, my shop is closed. Uh, my wife left me. Everything is, is, is bad. And I still, owe oh, you wow. some, I still owe you some money. Uh, all I can offer you is a, is a small brand. And that was Ensis. And I said, yeah, well, what is it? Uh, yeah, he developed some, some uh, stand-up boards and paddles. And also the logo, he was like, uh, he's a very creative uh, uh, person. And uh, the logo was already there. We just changed it slightly. And uh, that is uh, that is Ansys. So I had Ansys for many years. We never used it. And when we came up with uh, Wings, I said, okay, we, uh, we're going to rebrand and, uh, and uh, build Ansys up as a, as a wing, wing brand. Yeah. So that's the story with it. Oh, that's cool. Does it stand for anything? Uh, yeah, it's Latin. And okay. it means uh, a sword. And there's, I think there's a, a, a muscle uh, that uh, also is called uh, ensis, like a sword shell. Uh, yeah, but it's it's Latin and, and means uh, sword. Yeah. Oh, it's S-W-O-R-D? Sword? Yes. Yeah. Or sword? Yeah, yeah, right. Sword. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sword. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Cuts through. I guess that's fitting for a foil brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had no choice. Yeah. I just took it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I it's it's a really it's a build up a brand. I built up other brands uh before in the in the ski industry and uh, uh and it was always a hassle to uh Build a brand. There's because whatever you try to register, it's already occupied. Like someone doesn't like it. Uh, so uh, we had a lot of. Yeah, in the past, I was not very lucky with uh, with my brands, and always okay. something happened, and I had to stop it or rename it or rebrand it. So we decided to to work with an existing brand and and uh, rebrand re it. Yeah. Oh, awesome! All right. Um, can we talk a little bit about who is, I know we talk balls is riding for you. Uh, can we talk about to see who else is on your team of pro riders and, and where are they at around the world? Um, uh, yes, uh, we have a very balanced team of men, women, and youngsters. Uh, so, uh, we, we, we have a lot of, lots of girls, women working for us in, uh, oh, awesome. in marketing and communication. Our, our team manager is a girl. It's Eva. She's uh, Baltz's wife. So she's responsible for the team. Uh, she does a, a great job. Uh, I realized that the uh, female team managers, they get they're much better than 
then uh, <laughs> get the job done. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do a good job. Yeah, and uh, so we oh, like awesome. we, we have we try to have a good balance uh, with, with yeah, and we try to be respectful with with all of them. And then we have a few top team riders uh, like Balt, uh, so like uh, Alessandro Tommaso. He's an Italian rider living at Lake Garda. He's uh, fully into racing. He comes from Olympic windsurfing. Uh, So he's a very good racer, uh, very successful at the moment. Unfortunately, he's uh, injured at the moment. And uh, he's racing and it gives a lot of feedback for the race race gear and the race side of the equipment. And uh, we have good girls team like Aga Block. She's a a Polish team rider. She's Mm. very good in freestyle. She's actually started the first competitions this year and and ended to re- she's was really really good then Julio Raimondo is the son from uh from uh Ray uh old windsurf legend uh very talented in oh, nice. in, in windsurfing now he's uh, very talented in, uh, in 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 winging as well probably one of the best italian riders very young good looking wild so uh, everything yeah <laughs> works out well. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else is there? I don't want to miss someone else. Otherwise, they're going to be angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we have a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of good team rides and a lot of youngsters. So we invest a lot in in the youngsters team. We have a a program running here in Switzerland. It's called Foilmania, uh, where yeah. we uh, where kids can. Uh, do like a few days with uh, uh, any kind of foil sports like uh, wing foiling, kite foiling, pump foiling, dog start foiling, everything. And uh, we support we support that very strong with with some uh, with gear and some and some financial support. And uh, there we have a lot of young kids. So uh, uh, oh, that's really cool. Like we have yeah, ten years old team riders. They're performing crazy it's like really it's 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 unbelievable to see how how these young kids uh, learn fast and uh, yeah what they can do after a few months it's uh it's uh, it's incredible yeah yeah oh yeah and uh yeah we as i said we we try to build up a, a strong women team which is nice to see. It, it's really nice to see brands helping more female athletes get in and compete and and spread that out. I, I like that. Yeah, especially especially in in winging, which is not like such a physics sport. It's more like yeah, technique and uh, and style. A lot of style, and the women are better in most of the time better in style than than men. And uh, so yeah. yeah, and it's I mean it's fifty percent of the population. So uh, we try to have a, yep. a good balance. And uh, yeah, that's so yeah, we get a lot of requests from. From uh, from from women to join our team, which is good. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. So I'm curious about your gear in general. Like, how did your designers, I guess, come up with their V1s and V2s? And because the industry was a little bit early, people who came in super early. There's there's always been radical changes in gear. Um, just kind of curious to see how that's even evolved 
on your team and maybe what you're seeing coming up in the future? Um, yes, like we were very lucky with the first products we launched, to, I must say, uh, because the very first win we launched was well, was working very well. Like, and that was pure luck. I mean, we had a good designer, we had good team riders, they gave feedback. But in the end, we just launched, we just produced a product and that was performing really well. Yeah. So, uh, and that was a, a that was a, a good base uh, to, to start with. And then um, we, like in the beginning, development was like really fast, like every production we improved in building, in reinforcements. Um, so like every three months we had a, a better ring on the market. Uh, also with all the problems that come with that, like we had uh, breakages, we had problems in the, in the, in the production. Uh, and, uh, but we always could follow up and offer a good after service that was for me, that was important that yeah, I Very said, important. well, you can do something wrong, but you have to fix it and uh, you have to have a plan how to fix it. So, uh, but uh, yeah, and this development slowed down a bit at the moment. It's, uh, it's a bit slower, still a lot of development in the industry, but it's not like every three months you get a completely new wing or much better wing. It, it, it's, it's slow. So this is also good. It gives us more time for for long-term testing, for uh, testing mm. some new ideas that take longer till you can throw it into production. Um, but in general, our, we, we talk about uh, innovation triangle internally, like uh, uh, we have, we, it's a triangle and uh, the triangle is like one corner is, is, is the market. This is more or less, it's, it's me. Then we have the team and then the designer and the producers. And uh, from, from one of these uh, corners, there's always coming a request. It could be that I say we need, we need that wing for, for these customers or for schools or whatever. Or team riders, they say, I, we want a faster wing for racing or uh, uh, that wing that turns fat, rotates fast in, 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 uh, in, in freestyle. Or then um, a producer comes up with new ideas, new material or, or, or whatever. And the designer says, well, I thought we could do that. So uh, a lot of inputs from everywhere. And uh, if someone comes with a new idea, we normally discuss this internally. So uh, we give comments from whether we think there's chance in the market. Is there, can you sell it? Uh, uh, and yeah, how big is the potential? Then uh, the producers, can they build it? Is it possible to build? The designers, yeah, says it must make sense. And uh, the team riders, they have to test it and, and verify that it's really working in the end. And this goes round and round till uh, we think we have a product that, uh, uh, that is ready now uh, to, for, for production and to sell in the market. So we call this like the, the, the innovation triangle, yeah. And um, oh, that's cool. That's how we develop, yeah. So uh, sometimes I want the product, this is just needed, or the team riders, they come up or, yeah. It's more, yeah. 
this, like these two corners that come up with with new products. Is it in um, in in, uh, in in wings or boards or foils or even harnesses or harness lines or sometimes very small things like ear protection for for the helmet. Um, oh yeah, that's true too. It's like yeah. yeah, we do a lot of small details, a lot of improvements in details like. Uh, uh, zippers this way around or that like yeah it's uh, uh, we try to make the product better and a lot of lot of inputs come from 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 the team writers and and Baltz and Michi they spend probably six hours every day on the water with uh, doing some uh, some uh, uh, water sports activities yeah uh, was that was that was that your question I, I <laughs> that was good I like that okay. I like the in depth. Yeah, I like the in-depth look at at how that happens. That fascinates me, especially being the host on the show. It's really nice to be able to learn um, as much as possible. And then everybody else who listens in, they want to learn too. So no, I appreciate that. Is there anything you can share that's behind in development? Maybe some ideas for us to see what could be coming in the future development? Is there anything? And if not, that's okay, but just kind of curious. No, uh, Well, I mean, we are... I think we are at the very beginning uh, of that sport, so we will see a lot of changes. Like we just, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, from 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 our side, we we like at the moment the design software for for a wing is um, like everybody is using the same software, and is actually coming from the kite industry. It was just adapted to. Uh, to to uh, to designing wings, and we work on a new software, like a more updated software, where we can simulate airstreams. And the goal is that when we work with new fabrics, we can already implement like tensions, stretchings, and uh, things like that. We want to reduce. Uh, the amount of prototypes we build. Uh, in, in the back, you see uh, our uh, X-Ply wing, the score of limited edition. Uh, I think we, we produced 80 prototypes for this, just for this wing to make it work. Uh, because everything oh, was wow. new, the material was new, like the stitching was new. Uh, uh, everybody had problems and we uh, we just could not get it right or we were not happy with what we had so we made lots of prototypes and uh, because we could not simulate airflow airstreams turbulences we just had an idea built a prototype tested it on the water and came back with a bit of feedback but we never really knew exactly the, what it is, and uh, that's why we came up that we need better, better software, yeah. And we work on that, mm-hmm. and uh, very, very promising. And we are in the lucky position that uh, uh, a company is in, interested in supporting this. So we just give the inputs, we can design it, and uh, this is. I think that is going to uh, revolutionize a bit the. The designing of, of new wings uh, for probably twenty in twenty five. It's not ready yet. It yeah. Uh, so this is this is something that is gonna change the 
the, the, the industry, I think. And there's a lot of things going on with, uh, with uh, fabrics for the wings. Like we saw the Alula now, everybody's using Alula, which is a, a great new material. It is uh, horribly expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. Like uh, really expensive, very very difficult to to in the factory to to make good job, but it's an extremely good product, extremely fabric for make for making wings, and um, there are lots of other good fabrics. It's already there. You, we just have to find it. We just have to find the right thing, and uh, we do a lot of tests with uh, with Patrick is doing that. Our our. our uh, fabric engineer, uh, he comes from the paragliding and uh, oh, so okay. we do lots of testing with, uh, with uh, uh, threads and how to produce it uh, um, and I think there will be a lot more in the future like uh, the leading edge fabric and the canopy fabric, lighter, more uh, durable, uh, yeah this is this is, I'm sure this is uh, something we will see in the future. And then, um, yeah, the, the wings are getting more and more performant. Like, yeah, they're, they're yeah, take off earlier. The, you can ride them f- longer with stronger wind and they're faster. And uh, yeah, lo- lots of things is, is going on there. So we are like investing now in new designs in new fabrics, we're testing new fabrics and uh, like yeah, new shapes. Uh, we saw now lately in, in, in the racing in, um, in Italy uh, with like a, a double canopy wings. It's like a canvas sail in wings. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Um, uh, so it's, there's a, a lot, a lot, a lot going on. And huh. In at the moment, the, there's a lot of development in foils. Like, uh, I think the foils development is also in the very beginning. So there's a, a lot of development there. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's a ton in both. And what do you think about that new kind of stretch-free material? And and what do you think about those wings jumping in? Because there's an entry level price for wings that's about maybe eight six hundred up to maybe fifteen twelve hundred dollars Canadian or American kind of thing in that ballpark. Yeah. But these new materials are jumping are almost doubling the price. Like, what do you do? You think that'll if? Yeah, I guess. What are your thoughts on that? Um. Yeah, we had that discussions. We also our, our limited edition wing is a two thousand euro retail, which is a which is okay. crazy and. Uh, uh, the Alula wings they are going to be even more expensive, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's also the, always the question is, is it, do we need that and who is going to buy it? Um, first of all, there's always people that are ready to pay more for the, for the best wing, for the most performing wing. So there's always people that want to have the best possible thing. And uh, yes, and the second is... Uh, all the development and is coming from that. So we learn a lot what we can do with a, a stretch-free material with the Alula. Uh, you you can design a, a, a wing in completely new way. Like there's not stretching; it's more accurate. 
so we personal, we as a brand, we, we learn a lot with, uh, with this new material. And this is coming, will be, will come down in price. Uh, at the moment, the quantities are, sm are small and it's hard to get, yeah, to find a producer that is producing these small quantities we use for, for, for the wing industry or for, yeah. Uh, but the price of all this good material will come down, I'm sure. And this is just, this is innovation. This is development. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we always try to do the best. Like, um, I give you an example, like boards. Um, everybody has problem with boards because it's the, the forces on, the, on this foil box on the board is, is uh, insane like you you jump high you land on a foil with a ladder ridge one meter long mast it's carbon and uh, uh, in high speed so it's the, uh, to build a board that lasts and is not breaking is really difficult this is challenging uh, and uh, when when Baltz decided to ride also our boards, the ANSYS boards, he said, all I ask for is a board that is strong enough for my jumps. So we said, okay, we try to develop, to build, to decide a construction that is light and durable and solid as hell. And uh, we came up with a small board range, very light. Uh, extremely solid and very expensive. We did not look at the price. Um, we, we have now a board which is like almost $3,000 in retail. Um, not many people are going to buy it, but we need it for all our team riders. Balls is riding that board since January. Still the first board. He has not broken it. It's still in one piece. He's happy. And the good thing for us is we learned a lot how to build a board where we have to reinforce it what is important and can now implement that into our normal board line even if we're not selling it that even if we're not selling that many of that board um, but in the end i mean our first production was sold out after a few months so as i said there are always people out there <laughs> they want to have the best available product and uh, okay. and the development comes from there so this is for us it is very important to not always looking at the price just looking of what is possible and then uh, uh, i mean of course we as a brand we live from 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 the from the products we sell so when we normally produce product uh, the price is important but then uh, like the pro and limited editions we we don't care for the price we just we just do what we think is the best or the best we can do you. Yeah. That must be kind of nice though to work with that a little bit more no limit on there and just push that innovation. Can we touch on a little bit about how you're able to make a board that strong given all those tricks and all the crazy forces that are coming down from balls when he's thrown around and, uh, and your other riders as well? Is there anything you don't have anything that you can give us as insights of, as to what maybe surprised you or well it's actually it, it you know it's 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 not a secret it's uh it's like you know, uh you just have to do your job well, well sometimes they just have to <laughs> do your job yeah 
and talk with people and uh, and watching watching videos or watching riders uh, and then analyzing broken boards and uh, see how is it done uh, and then talking with the factories with the with the manufacturer of what they could do and talking with a, with a carbon manufacturer and tell them our problems that this is our problem and uh, what do you think and there is always solutions out there. You just have to find it. There's, in our world, I think everything is already there. You just have to find it. But everything is there. And there's always a producer somewhere that has the solution to help you to do that. You just have to find it. And uh, some of our members in the team, they're very good at that, especially Patrick and uh, uh, also, uh, at, the, at the board designer, Benoit, he has a, a lot of experience in building boards. He's, he's building his own board in his, uh, yeah, all, almost in his living room. Uh, so he has, look, he has got a lot of experience in how to build boards. And then you just have to find yeah. the, the, the right um, uh, supply or manufacturer. And uh, sometimes I think it always the price is the focus. It's always on the price. Everybody says, well, it's too expensive and uh, we cannot do that. It, it takes too long and uh, uh, yeah, but this carbon is so expensive. Yeah, it is expensive, um, but it is possible. Yeah, and uh, just uh, you just have to, to, to try and to do it. Yeah. yeah. And you're Swiss, so we expect the best chocolate and the best boards and the best wings. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we, we are Swiss brand and we are, sometimes we are very Swiss. People say you're very Swiss. So uh, what, what is, I mean, then with what is, what is Swiss? What is Swiss? And uh, at the moment there are some Swiss brands, they, 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 uh, come, they promote like the Swissness and that. Uh, yeah, I think what, what uh, is very typical for Swiss that we are, uh, we want to do things right. And uh, it's a wealthy country with high income. So we are used to that. We know that there are people looking for the best possible product in the market. And uh, we are not afraid of expensive products. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, so this is probably a bit, it's a bit Swiss. Yeah. 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 That's nice to see actually. Yeah. I like that, that the whole entire thought process behind how you look at innovation, that there's something available, there's something there, and then you just need to put those pieces together and your team is good at that. that that's nice. It, it's a completely different mentality than a lot of, um, just a lot of people right now. From It's almost like that, it's a, that positive mindset to a lack mindset. I like that. It, it obviously, that'll drive... Um, within our own, pe like within people buying products, it builds trust, I find. Yeah, I mean, if, if we do a completely new invention, there's always like innovation also means warranties. So if you are very innovative, oh, yeah. you will have a lot of problems because you have to learn and you do things wrong and that's why I always say it, it is, it must be, it, someone else must have had the same problem already in the past. 
you just have to to find it and uh, he has experience and uh, um, sometimes you have to to test new things but if it is completely new and we have no experience then we it, we take it takes us more time then we do like uh, longer testings uh, uh, like like with that board I, I we were pretty sure that it's good but uh, like they were riding it for at least four months before we went into production just to make sure it's it's really working what we thought it works it that it's yeah justified uh, to to yeah to do some longer longer testings out and um, okay. so we try to be innovative but like sometimes it's more innovative in a way that we are looking around what is in what what is there and then just bring people and ideas together and uh, this is I mean, this is anyway the key. So um, many times people ask me, "What is? Uh, wh where are you good at?" I'm not good at anything. I just I'm I'm just good at bringing people together and and uh, and uh, find people that can do things well uh, or better than me. They everybody can do everything better than me. I just bring them together and uh, and uh, try to make them work together as a team and that is uh, uh, that that is probably the key of success anyway today yeah mm -hmm. yeah and that's the key one of the keys um, of being a good leader as well is being able to to develop that team cohesion and let their curiosity and creativity take off on their own naturally in that environment so that that's that's an important quality, definitely, from somebody who's who's steering the ship in in that regards, like you are. Yeah, sometimes you're not steering; you're just floating somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the freestyle in our industry, and uh, well, yeah. so, sometimes you you're not. Yeah, you have to stop it, and sometimes you have a good result. But uh, this is this is innovation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. True. Yeah. True. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. What um what was your first wingfoil session like? Um how did that make you feel and did you think it would turn into what it is now and what it could be in the future? Um actually I had the first well, when I saw it on Insta, I knew it this is going to this is going to be great. Uh, like and then uh, uh, I realized that it's very easy to learn, so you learn quickly. Uh, it's uh, not very very you you don't need a lot of power. Like uh, windsurfing limits people because you you have to be in a, in a good physical in good physical conditions, quite fit. And uh, kiting is like sometimes quite dangerous and uh, you need a lot of space like here in Switzerland for example with lakes uh, there are not many places where you can launch a kite and go out and uh, winging opens all these options you just you it's it's easy to learn uh, you buy one board one foil one wing and it covers a huge wind range and uh, all, almost all conditions uh, so I really, I very quickly saw the potential of that new sport. Yeah, me myself, uh, 
I'm not really progressing in that sport. So I, I have, uh, it's like, I, I say to my friends, this is a, a yeah, I, I'm getting, I'm getting older. So uh, I'm learning very, very slow, but still I enjoy it. That's, and that's the key. So uh, you don't always have to be good at something to enjoy it. You just, uh, it, it's uh, you just the, the passion of flying uh, with a foil. It's the easiest way to use a foil, I think, on the water. Yeah. What was your first flight like? Like, how did that make you feel? Uh, well, I was used to foil because we uh, I was weed surfing with a foil. I was kiting oh, with okay. a foil. Uh, we we did some foiling behind behind the boat, hinted behind boats, like wake wakeboard foiling. Uh, so I yep. already knew the feeling of foiling, and but then when I uh, tried the first time with a with a with a wing with a wing first uh, wing, wing foil board, uh, yeah, I, I, it was very easy to to learn. Yeah, it was the easiest of all the disciplines to to learn, and I could fly very quickly. Like, and all my friends, they after half an hour they could fly, and uh, and yeah, it's. I think it's the easiest sport to, easiest way to to learn foiling with a foil. Yeah. I think I learned windsurf foiling, and then as soon as I got the basics of windsurf foiling, and then I switched to the wing, and the wing just made sense. Yeah. Because I was switching down to a three seven on my windsurf because I wanted to flag the sail out and surf more, and I didn't get the freedom that I wanted from windsurf foiling. But some of my buddies out on the west coast on the island. They love windsurf foiling and that's all they do. So everybody picks their thing. But as soon as I switched to this wing that didn't weigh anything and I was able to surf some swell with the freedom of surfing on that foil, it was like, whoa, it just hit me. And then that was because the wings don't weigh anything. And But progression is really quick, really, really quick compared to windsurfing and kiting, right? Like it's so fast. It's, yeah, and it's like, I mean, in kiting, you are tied with that lines and kite in the air. And in windsurfing, you, you have the, the sail fixed to the board and uh, you need a harness. And with in wing foiling, it's just the board and the wing. And uh, it's so easy. So you're so free in your motions and everything. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is new. And uh, I mean, I can wing foil for for hours without a harness, nothing. Uh, you could not do that in windsurfing or in, in, in kiting. So, and this no. is, this is, this is great. Like this is, uh, uh, yeah, you, f you feel it. So like the feeling of, 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 you feel the wind that the water and everything, uh, yeah, as you say, like the freedom of, of your movements and everything. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool. Yeah. 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 It's pretty sensational. Um, is there anything new about your brand for 2024? Anything new coming out that you'd want to chat about? Uh, well, we follow the mainstreams in general. So we, <laughs> yep. no, I, mean, I already talked a lot about what we are working on and uh, like, but yes. this is like innovations and we never know when this is going to be turned into a product or uh, when we're okay. going to launch. Uh, but but then um, uh, yeah we will come up with a downbeat board line where uh, where yeah still wing wing foil oriented so light wind uh, boards um, then we also work on a three strut wing um, 
Uh, we were actually already working on a three-star wing more than a year ago. Like last hmm. year in, in August, September, we tested the first prototype and we could not get it right. So we forgot about it. And now again, like with new materials, with what we learned in the past, uh, we can do now big sizes, three-strut wing that offer uh, an, an incredible low wind power, easiness of getting on the foil and getting up uh, very, very easy. Because um, out here on the, like I'm, I'm out in Ottawa a little while with family in the east coast of Canada and a lot of my buddies, because it's lighter wind here, they're looking for six through eight meters and they're all having that discussion of who should I buy from, what eight meter or seven meter is good. Some brands that are more tailored towards wave sailing, their bigger wings might not be as suited for that light range because that's not what their focus is on. Because um, I know they were riding the F1, um, I think they had an eight meter F1 with some struts in there as well. Uh, but it's 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 nice to hear that because there's a lot of people who are super light wind and they need something. Yeah, you know, in the in the past we every like in the past we the biggest wing was six two what we what we offered, and uh, we always had the demand from the market. We need a seven meter or a seven point uh, bigger wings for for light wind for for uh, uh, bigger riders, and we just could not make it we we were not happy it's with tough. that so we stopped at six two and uh, this year we stepped up and we offered a 6.9 which is a, a big step forward and it works but in the past we could not make it working so we we then we did not offer it and now with the three struts we can control profile and and tension and the canopy everything and we can go up easily to eight meter and uh, offering like a very, very powerful, powerful week. And this is, a, this is a development, yeah, but we were just not able in the past. So, uh, but now we, we, we know how, how it works, how, how we can do bigger rings. And, uh, and this restrut technology is, um, is really helping a lot. Yeah, this is, this is, this is great, yeah. Oh, glad to hear. Uh, where we invest a lot uh, at the moment is in uh, in school uh, school materials, school gear. Uh, so next year uh, uh, we come up with a complete school range, boards and wings and foils, everything to for schools and rentals to to uh, uh, to to make this board accessible to everybody. Like. Uh, that is very easy to learn. That you get the right material, everybody, and so this is. We did a lot of, a uh, lot of research in what is needed. Uh, yeah, so the different needs in the market. You know, like we always say, it's like you have people coming from windsurfing. They probably want. Uh, they're used to a dagger board board, and uh, mm -hmm. the people from kite schools. They want. To offer uh, wing lessons that are coming from the kite industry, so we try to to uh, we we offer for 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 every rental for every school we I, we we think we offer the right gear next year. So we pay a lot of attention to make the sport easy for everybody and 
to guarantee a fast learning process. Yeah, this is uh, this is important. Uh, so this is a, a big topic for for next year. And um, oh, awesome! One of of our big, biggest point is like as you're as you're from Canada, we're uh, yeah we we gonna we gonna open up um, a warehouse in in, in Miami. Uh, to offer better better uh, availability in in North and South America, uh, so this is going to be a, a big point uh, for us next year. At the moment, we ship from our European warehouse or from from uh, from China directly from the supplier, and uh, as the market is growing, we're gonna. So for us, that's a big uh, step for next year, and. Um, yeah, that's about it. I'd already talked a lot okay. about new, new materials and things, but this is yeah. I, I cannot tell you whether it's going to be ready next year or not. Uh, it's still in in pro progress, and we're still doing tests. And we are sometimes we are, we are not the first with new ideas or so, um, and my team riders they're very unpatient like you. We, I, I was talking about <laughs> as they should that, be. I think I, I, I was talking about that new software where we design yes. wings. So we we designed the first wing, a five point two. Uh, we produced it here in Switzerland in a small uh, in a small atelier, and uh, we just gave it to some team riders for testing, and they said, Jesus Christ. I want to have this. I want it now. And and when they had to give it back and say, "Well, this is a this is a project for 2025," they were so disappointed yeah. that well, do we have to wait till 25? Yes, you have to wait till because it's just the first the first idea of what could be possible. And they sometimes say, "Well, you're so slow," but uh, we want we tried. To make things right when when we come up with new things, so sometimes we're a bit slow, but uh, uh, in the end, it's it's also uh, yeah. It, that's when I launch a product from Ensis, I want to be sure that it is that it is fully developed and uh, that it's good and everybody has fun and it's reliable and things like that. Yeah. That takes some time. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I guess they have the same feeling as when we see something coming out on Instagram or marketing. It's like, oh, we want that. But then it's like coming out a little bit later. I guess they have that feeling for a little a little longer than we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but I mean, they have to give us feedbacks. And, uh, well, yeah, but that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's, they, yeah, they can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I did mention, I was talking to uh, a couple other recent guests and we just talked about the age demographic that's getting into this and then just the fitness component and even nutrition component that's kind of required to keep people to learn and learn because even for myself my knees were starting to bug me right away and, and I found this knees over toes guy on the internet and started some different kind of exercise routine that alleviated some of that pain is there anything physical that you found that you've come across when you were learning that that could help people well compared with a uh other windsurf action uh, action sports like kiting windsurfing uh i think winging i heard from some people they had problems with the with their back but else uh i have friends they have uh, artificial knees and hip bones and 
and then the problems with the shoulders. And winning is still the sport they could practice. So it, it looks like... Oh, there you go. So it looks like uh, this sport is... Uh, yeah, it's just not 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 so dangerous for 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 your health or so. Okay, fair enough. No, it's nice to hear because the demographic that listens that tunes in the most is forty to sixty five kind of plus, and I'm just curious to see is is because everybody has their own fitness routine. It is super important, especially for these sports, to maintain a good level of strength and strength conditioning and all that. I was just curious to see, given you're a bit more in the industry. But it's nice to see that people with some replacements are doing well. That's awesome. That gives me hope for when I'm 95, <laughs> yeah, floating yeah, around. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what I what I see, like demographics, is like we have a lot of kids, like kids, like yeah, that's true too, five, yeah. six year old kids, and for windsurfing is too hard for them. It's the gear is too it heavy, is, yeah. kiting is too dangerous. And uh, winging is just perfect. So, uh, I mean, we, we have a, a 1.8 wing, which is the smallest wing. And we use a lot of these wings because uh, it's, it opens options for kids, very light kids, uh, five, six-year-old. Uh, so we see a lot of, a lot of potential in, for kids and they love it because you can jump yeah. easily. It's, it, you can do crazy things. It, you go fast. You get all these adrenaline hypes. When you when you when you fly, and uh, also it's it's perfect for 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 women for for girls, uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, that that is that is for me that is that is great. Yeah, like uh, uh, when I go winging, I'm in when I go windsurfing, I'm the youngest in the group. When I go winging, <laughs> I'm the oldest in the group. So that that's that's the difference. Yeah, it's awesome to see because uh, there was a drop in obviously youth getting into windsurfing and then same thing. There's only certain people that go into kite, but it is, it's awesome to see a whole new generation of people now who are growing up with a wind sport in their lives. I, I think exactly like you had mentioned before, starting at the bank, realizing it wasn't necessarily for you, but still looking for that security. But it's awesome to see that wind is entering more people's lives because it it impacts us in so many positive ways so that's pretty cool yeah i agree yeah yeah well hey carl i want to say thanks a lot for taking the time today and chatting with me about pretty much anything under the sun um we'll have to have you back on thanks that was a nice talk uh now it's getting windy here i should uh uh it's getting darker soon so probably i get a some, some time to go for a session yeah yeah that's uh, <laughs> that, that was the plan for tonight yeah we have to test some new uh, new boards uh, i'm uh, i'm excited looking oh, forward fun. to that yeah oh, thanks fun. thanks for that luke absolutely and thanks everybody for joining us tonight and uh we'll see you next time mm-hmm.